Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endeavor Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf. Today we have another episode in our series on hacking your own SAT program with me and Neil. Uh, this was recorded earlier, as all were all the previous episodes where we did this. Uh, today's episode is on homework. Uh, what homework to assign for an SAT program, how much, things of that nature. Uh, I'll let Neil describe what we're doing. Neil, take it away. All right. Hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in again. Welcome back to How to Hack Your Own SAT Program. I'm here with myself, Neil, and Jason, as always. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about homework, specific to the SAT program. So, Jason, when it comes to homework, just in general, right, like, let's maybe start with kind of the, probably the more quantitative question, how much homework should be assigned, right? Like, I mean, whether it's a full program, I mean, give, give us some background here on, like, how much homework kids need for an SAT program. So when it comes to SAT, the first thing to realize if you're a, a teacher, a guidance counselor, or a school administrator is that the homework ratio that schools have come up with for regular classes, and right now it seems to be about the 10 minutes per grade level, so a high school junior, you know, the, the, the recommended amount of homework for most high school juniors at most schools is going to be 110 minutes per day mm. for an 11th grader given the classes that they're taking. Um, SAT doesn't quite work that way because it's not about learning new content. Mm -hmm. The SAT is based on content you already know. Mm -hmm. The math, the reading, the grammar, the writing, it's all based on material that you've learned over the last four plus years. So you're really supposed to be learning more about strategies and that comes comes down to practice and review. So really uh, thinking about it in terms of efficiency and not overwhelming the student because there is a point of diminishing returns. So if you're hosting a class at your school and the students, like we talked about this previously with like what should the class schedule look like. So if you're doing an in, in school during the day program once a week, 40 to 60 minutes, then up to an hour's worth of homework per week like an hour assignment per week mm-hmm. should be sufficient. Okay. So that's more than enough. On the other hand, if you're hosting a, a weekend program where yeah. it's more of a seminar format. And it's like, th- are you saying like three, three hours? hours. Yeah, like a Saturday morning or a Sunday afternoon for three hours. That's, you know, two to three hours worth of home. Like basically you want to match how much they're doing in class with enough practice to reinforce what they learned. Okay. So okay. again, if it's a three hour seminar, three hours per week, not day. Per week, if it's a forty-minute to an hour-long class once a week, an hour a week worth of homework is appropriate. So you're saying, so if someone's taking an eighteen-hour program, it's three hours before or three hours each week. They should be doing about three hours of practice in between. I mean, that's a lot, but I guess that's you know the concept there is that if you're taking one of those programs that are so condensed, I mean, it's I don't want to say it's kind of, it's kind of like a crash course, right? Mm-hmm. So like yeah. you're trying to build momentum and steam going into that exam date. So you know you're, you're you should be having that expectation that it's just going right. to be a lot those six weeks. Yeah, I mean, again, that's an intense period, yeah. and it's even more intense if your school offers a summer or a holiday week boot camp. If you have a yeah. spring break boot camp, yeah. it, it, it's a little bit harder because again, you're still probably doing three hours a day or okay. five hours, like it could be five hours a day. Yeah. You don't want to give that much homework. So you, again, you have to t- hold it back and spread it out. Okay. So you know, if you're doing a program where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's a class yeah. session, there's a seminar, give an hour or so of homework a night and then give them practice to do after the boot camp. If, that, if you have a, a spring break in March, the next SAT is not till May. 
-hmm. So you want to give them work to continue to practice throughout April. Mm -hmm. So spread it out. Also, that's a follow-up question to that, right? So let, let's say someone takes the test, right? So mm -hmm. they, did their, they did the class, they did the prep and homework, then they take the test. Any suggestions on, like, and I know we can maybe save this for another video, but, because uh, you could spend a whole topic on kind of multiple test taking and strategies around that, but yeah. do you have a sense of, like, or what you've worked with other students, like, okay, they take the test, how much homework or prep they should do before they take the next test? That's actually a really good question. Uh, if you have a situation where you've, presented a class to the students at your school and, and they've hit that target test date and then the students want to continue, theoretically, you, you hopefully have not used all of the available material. Yeah. That there's some material left over and that if students want to do a booster or a review and you want to host that, uh, like a three-hour seminar to review with a little bit of practice, like an hour to three hours worth of practice, a week or two before the second test date. Yeah. That, that would be a good booster, in my opinion. But how much homework should the kids be doing like in that kind of booster scenario? You know, the, the truth is, unless you're managing it, yeah. you really can't assign an appropriate amount of homework. Okay. So if it's just, you, you know, we have this class, it's for the March test date, and some of our students are gonna take May or June or August, you can't really assign homework because then there's no follow through. Okay. So you could say, look, we, we assign homework from, and we're gonna, I know we're gonna talk about this in a minute, the, uh, College Board's official SAT study guide, yep. and we only got through four of the eight tests. You know, we're not gonna, our school's not hosting a booster. You got four more tests, do them at your convenience, yeah. and that's the best you can hope for them sometimes. Well, so that, that's the perfect segue, right? So, like, if we think about now what kind of homework right. you should be um, assigning, right? right? So, if you're in a 10 hour program, and I know we haven't really talked about kind of specific syllabi week to week, which we'll do hopefully at some point here over the next few videos, but how would you, like, what type of homework are you assigning? What's the best kind of homework to assign? Right, well there's two types of homework that are, that's generally productive in my opinion. Okay. One is, uh, and if you're listening to this at home, you're not seeing this, but I'm holding up the College Board's official SAT study guide. Uh, it's published by the College Board. It's eight real tests mm -hmm. that they've retired. Mm -hmm. So they're real tests, they were administered to real students over the last couple years. That's the absolute best material, period because anything you get from a third party, no matter how good it is, isn't official. Yeah. They could, I've seen really good non-official practice tests, and that means they were about 75 to 80% of the way there. Yeah. So this is the best stuff. And what, so that's what I would assign, like if I was doing a, a class and we were, the, the topic of the day was math, I would assign a math section okay. from one of these tests. Okay. That's the homework. Okay. The other type of homework are content-based practice sets. Okay. So this is a situation where you want to do grammar review because mm -hmm. you're worried the students might be uh, not as strong in grammar as they should be. Or you want to do math content review. We really need to review systems of equations. Yes. Question banks can be really helpful. I know that I have access to a question bank that I can assign. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, and so that is a great way to supplement. Yeah. But the best is doing a section uh, eventually under timed conditions. Yeah. You don't have to start on the first class with timed sections. You can assign sections that are untimed just to get them a chance to practice the strategies you've been teaching them. Because as we've talked about in previous videos, yeah. you want to focus on strategies first, content second. Yeah. Um, so you want to get them a chance to practice and master the strategies and then eventually get to timed sections. So you wouldn't... So I guess then maybe I'm, maybe I'm misunderstanding this. So sure. let's say you've got a 10-week syllabus or 12-week mm -hmm. syllabus. So the first few weeks you're doing more kind of 
um, content-based homework sets, and then towards the end, you're kind of scaling up to like just assigning a section, or? The, the opposite, actually. Oh, okay. I would assign sections right away, okay. because the problem with content-based homework assignments, if you assign a homework assignment that's just, for example, as I've mentioned, systems of equations, yeah. the, the section on the SAT is not just systems of equations. The math covers topics from the last four or five years of school. So you want to give them broad practice, okay. uh, and, and that's a trap a lot of schools fall into is trying to teach math Got or it. trying to teach reading. Yeah. And that's not what the test is about. It's right. about a broad spectrum of topics, but all covered in confusing puzzles. Okay. So focusing on strategies first and using the real sections, and as you go through the program towards the second half, if you have started to identify areas where your students uh, need extra work. I know a lot of schools, for example, exponents yeah. is a topic where a lot of students struggle. Yeah. And I, I, I'm here in Massachusetts. Uh, Massachusetts has an incredibly strong public school system, one if not the strongest in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've taught public school in this state, and I know that the students at the Massachusetts public schools do not spend enough time on exponents for my taste. Okay. So every class I teach, every student I have, Almost universally, students struggle with exponents because they just didn't spend enough time on it in Algebra 2. Got it. It's just, there's so much to cover, and so that's an area that I know that I always assign extra practice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And, and so for those, and you mentioned that you have access to question banks here, right, that you can use to assign programs. Right. Let's say people don't have that same access. Are there some free, like this Khan Academy? Like, are, what are some of the resources out there that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, Khan Academy is a valuable supplementary resource. I mean, the College Board has a contract with Khan Academy. Yeah. And they uh, encourage people, like it's even in the book, they tell you to go to Khan Academy. And Khan Academy has some benefits in that they do have some explanation, but their practice sets are very short. Okay. And uh, they're not changing, they're not adaptive. Yeah. So that, for example, the, the question bank that we have is about 4,000 questions. Okay. And one of my instructors can type in, okay, I want uh, questions on exponent systems of equations, parabolas and quadratics and then a, a pool of a hundred questions is available and it will randomly select 10 questions from that pool of a hundred yep. for that student yep. okay. that is the best resource because it's adaptive got it to what got you it. Need. and so for those of you out there who, who don't necessarily have that that might be so we're always talking about how to build this program for under 500 bucks, right? So there are some pretty good content resources out there where you can do that, right? So you can buy a license to some question banks or some companies that have question banks like what Jason's describing, and then you can you know, assign the homework as needed, right? So um, that's, that's something, those are those options that are out there as well. Um, okay, great. Anything else related to homework that you can think of? Yeah, I really want to caution uh, schools and teachers from assigning too much homework for SAT. Again, there, there is a level of diminishing returns and one of the big uh, traps is to assign too much homework the last week. Yeah. When the student's going into the test, yeah. the biggest danger is stress. Okay. And having a student walk into the SAT on a Saturday morning really stressed is going to lower their scores. Mm -hmm. So that last week, I actually taper off the homework. Yeah. And the homework assignment for the Friday before the test, and I, those of listening at home didn't see me use the, uh, the bunny ears, um, the homework assignment quotation is quotation marks for those quotation marks. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the the homework assignment for the Friday night before the test is no homework allowed, and I've had parents come to me and complain, but I want my student to do a whole section the night before the test, and my response is, please don't stress your student out. Right. That they just they need a good night's sleep, they need a relaxing morning, they need to like calmly prepare their 
ticket and their pencils and their eraser and their you know, timepiece and their water bottle the night before, yeah. have a good night's sleep and a, and a nice yummy breakfast. Yeah. That's more important than doing a whole section or a lot of homework the night before. Got it. Oh, actually, you know what? I have one more question sure. for you. Um, so when it comes to data though, right? So mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of programs out there. We've right. even talked about it too, which is, you know, if you have access to a system where you can assign kids homework online so that they can complete it at home, then you as an instructor can get the data in terms of how the students perform. Right. Is that useful for, like realistically, is that useful for an instructor? I mean, like logically, I would sit here and say like, oh great, if I'm an instructor, I can then take that data and understand where the students struggled and those types of things. But if you have a class size right. of like 20 kids, can you realistically like kind of tailor, you know, kind of the lesson to how the kids performed on the test? If you have a class of 20, it's much harder to do that yeah. because this is not a full year course. Okay, this right. is you know anywhere from 10 to 30 hours of instruction, yep. uh, a little bit at a time. So it's hard to do that. But tracking is useful okay. in that when a student completes the test, you can look and see a pattern. Okay. So one of the things is you might not have access to the scaled scores. Yep. And the College Board does not, in this big blue book, the College Board does not provide uh, scaled scores anymore. So when a student does a section, if there's a 20 question math section and they get 11 correct, you know that's 55% of Mm -hmm. the answers. And you can look at their PSAT that they took previously. We talked about that in a previous video. How do you start? What do you have for a pretest score? And I recommended the PSAT. You can look at their PSAT score report and say, oh, on that same section, on the PSAT, they only got eight of 20 right. So they got 11 of 21 on that homework assignment they're improving. So you can look at it that way even if you don't have scaled scores and you can kind of track that progress on practice sections. And then when they get to the real test, you can say, okay, they improved and then they went down a little on the practice test, on the real test uh, compared to their last homework assignment, which is normal because of stress. And you can really track how they're doing and then you can have a conversation with them as a guidance counselor, as an administrator, or as a teacher with the parents or the student after the test and then help them uh, goal set for the next time they're gonna take it. But what about too, um, I, I guess maybe then that leads to my next question, and I know I keep saying my final question, I think this is my <laughs> final question. But um, what, when you're thinking about just as a, as a new instructor who's teaching their own SAT program for the first time, do you wanna have kind of the homework already set for the program, or are you gonna make deviations? Like, my assumption is you're gonna make deviations, but I mean, what, what would you suggest for someone doing this the first time? So I would say in general, you want the homework set. You want to know, you want to pre-plan, because you know you have a certain number of sessions. Yeah. You have a certain limited amount of time, so you, and you have a limited amount of material in this big blue book. There are yeah. eight real practice yeah. tests, and that's all you have currently. Right. Um, and there's going to eventually be more. They're going to, like, the last version of the SAT, the book had 10 tests. Mm-hmm. And when it first came out, it only had four. So they're going to add more eventually, but for now, there's only eight. Yeah. So you do want to use this wisely and not um, kind of burn through it by accident by not knowing what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So plan it out and, and but also what we were talking about with those question banks, that's where you can get adaptive yeah. later in the program as you start to see patterns. Okay. But you do want to plan out the, the section homework because they do need that like full section review. When they're doing a, a reading section, yeah. that's a 65 minute homework assignment. Yeah. So that's a lot of really good practice. Okay. When they're doing an essay, that's a 50 minute practice. Yeah. So you want to plan that out so you're not inadvertently assigning too much or too little homework. Okay. And then supplement that with question banks. And the question bank could be 10 questions. Yeah, right. So that's only a little extra time. Yeah. 
So you're, you're, again, you're not overwhelming the student. Got it, got it. Okay, all right, great. Well, lots of great information. Um, you know, hopefully you all found it pretty helpful. As always, please, if you have questions, comments, leave them below, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Neil. That was another great conversation. Uh, I mean, it's, it's funny to say that because we were talking about homework, but uh, I really have enjoyed uh, this series working with Neil and all the conversations he and I have had about creating your own SAT program. As you know, I've been an SAT instructor for many years. I've worked for uh, independent tutoring companies, uh, franchises of big corporations. I work for a small independent tutoring company right now. And uh, the big thing is that it's always been near the big city, near Los Angeles, New York, Boston. And if you're a homeschool program or a, a small public school or a small private school or a nonprofit organization and you're in a small town or a small city and there's not a lot of tutoring program options nearby, I think this is a great way to, to help your students uh, prepare for the SAT and get ready for college. So... Uh, you know, we'd love to hear back from you, get your feedback. Uh, please feel free, as always, to hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at EndeavorPod. Uh, that way you can uh, get in touch with me right away. I get a notification on my phone when someone hits up my Twitter account, uh, our Endeavor Twitter account, and I'll respond right away. You can also leave a comment on uh, iTunes. And if you saw this video, you can leave a comment on YouTube, as Neil says, you know, below the video. If you do like what we're doing, you can always like, star, fave, whatever your podcast app of choice lets you do to show you're enjoying it. Hit that share sheet and share us with your friends and family and, and colleagues and let them know what's going on. And as always, subscribe. Uh, that way you get the uh, podcast episodes right away so you're not missing anything. Uh, they usually drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and as always, let's keep learning. <laughs>